Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 447. We had fun again. We had a pizza party. Yeah, we did. And that was yummy. And we needed to start doing that more often before <laughs> pizza and beer and we're in the clear to do a podcast. Yeah. But we got up to our normal hijinks of book reviews, uh, continued our conversation a bit about the Snyder Cut, but really, the toxic fans, man. Just... Yeah, toxic fandom is a bummer. It's a real bummer. All around, everywhere. Stop it. Yeah, and... Stop it. Be able to accept criticism every now and then, yeah. especially when it's well-deserved. They're fictional characters. <laughs> we got up to other some news, and uh, all around had a had a blast uh, recording this yeah. episode, so... We're hilarious. I mean, at least in our own minds. Yes, and that's all that matters. And maybe one other mind, who knows? <laughs> Five. Yes. Yeah. Next week it'll be ten, and yeah. we'll spread like COVID. But until then, <laughs> grab a cold one and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 447, Revenge is Best Served with Coffee. Tell me again what you think about <laughs> about websites. They're so terrible. Website design. They're terrible. They're terrible. They're just terrible, Tony. Like, I don't want to have to wait five minutes for some fucking clickbait piece to pop up on my computer because there's eight million ads that have to come up with yeah. it, too. It's ridiculous. I'll just, because I wanted to see how much the Hellboy on omnibus collected box set was selling for which is $99.99 and you know they they don't stick it anywhere in the beginning of the articles (laughs) or the end even where you think it's in the middle somewhere that you gotta kind of read most of it and like also where does the article end because this article ends and then there's still like a foot of stuff underneath it that has nothing to do with what I just read about (laughs) it's completely ridiculous but I can't complain because our website is also terrible, although it is pop-up free. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> we do not invade your computer at all. Every time I post our um, podcast on Instagram, I always am like, you can get it on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts or our very terrible website. <laughs> Ad free. <laughs> well, Wish came through for me. Oh, again? Yeah. So, what is this? This is a shibu shibuti shibui shibuti. I forget what. Uh, I'll have to look up the actual um thing. Oh, oh my gosh, Lindsay, you broke it. It's magnets. Yes, oh. Earth mag. Oh shit! <laughs> Way to really break it. It's um shash shashibo. S H A S H I B O. I like how you're trying. You can't even speak English, <laughs> no, let can't. alone whatever language this is in. Um, ultimately, they're the uh, they you can recreate. Like I got four of them to do some more bigger shapes, like what you have now. But ultimately, you can just maneuver them, and they will make fun things. It's like a a, a fidget spinner type toy. Ah. And, uh, 
I ordered one to see how it would go. Uh, oh, I'm, and I'm, then I'm fucking it up. But you're gonna have fun fucking it up. <laughs> I don't know how to put it back together. <laughs> so as as normally when you find anything on Wish, it's a hit or miss, and this is the cheap knockoff version of the real thing and. I think it works just as well as what the real thing is. Sure, it probably does. <laughs> <laughs> I broke it. <laughs> you broke it. Oh, no. But I bet you had fun doing it. There, I fixed it. Holy shit, you actually did. <laughs> Didn't think that would happen. <laughs> Thanks. One of the many shapes. So um, that just those are probably made out of like asbestos and like children's tears, but you know it's fun. <laughs> Lead paint on the outside. Yeah, and... yeah, it's all good. You and your wish obsession. I think that you I've, need to I've start ordering because uh, I think you need to just start ordering really weird stuff so that we can get it and review it. Yeah, but part of the I podcast. don't. They're all like sex things. I know. That's what I'm talking about. Do you see me using those anytime soon? <laughs> no, but they're fun and they're cheap. They're like two cents. <laughs> I mean, that is true. <laughs> Just bulk order a bunch of shit. Whoever packs your order is going to be like, this white dude's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> For a dollar more, you get the vibrating one. Uh, yeah. Well, there's a. Yeah. I mean. Anyone that listens to this podcast has probably seen Wish at least once or twice. I would think so. It's prevalent. Yes. It's prevalent. If I just, you go I, on Facebook, it's forced down your throat. I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to just stay away from not, I don't know, it's so cheap that yes, yeah. you can just do it as a gag gift. And it's like going, so whenever I got in the mood to like shop out of boredom, I would always go to the dollar store, Dollar Tree. And that's where I would do my, like, compulsive boredom shopping. Because even if I bought, like, 20 things, that's only $20. (laughs) (laughs) And they had some weird stuff, too. Not as weird as Wish. That's for fucking sure. Um, But if you were also a a perverted young child, you could really, like, look at the pictures on that website and just masturbate to them. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. (laughs) a lot of weird shit going on on there. Um, so I feel like I want to get into always like starting with talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier, but it just it doesn't seem like there's as many big moments. Right. Like it's it's just a good show. Yeah. And it seems like it is more of a connected like you just a long movie where the other one was episodic because that's how they made it. Right. So things were incorporated into that episode. Well, and the big reveal of this one is that they were going to go... To, well, besides the big reveal of, like, the very sad storyline of the person who was also put through the super soldier program mm-hmm. and then ended up being put in jail afterwards, like, I really enjoyed that whole piece of the show from the beginning when <laughs> Sam was, like, when they called him Black Captain America. And he was like, what do people call you, Black child. (laughs) And I was like, well, some white people probably do. Um, But I appreciated them even talking about that. Yeah. Um, And then them going to the house and and hearing that very sad story. It was all very good, but none of it was surprising. And then the end when they were like, we need to go talk to Zemo. Like, we all knew that was going to happen. 
He's in the fucking trailers. The thing is, though, is I, I was certainly surprised to see him still in jail. My whole thought, because in the trailer it showed him outside, mm-hmm. that I thought for sure the blip, well, the blip's coming back. So like the snap, his I think his jailers like so he's left alone. So I was like, he probably had five years where he could get out, and he's making like. This whole organization. So I had thought going into this whole thing that he was the that people. was he's the big bad that doing this. But seeing him still in jail, I'm just like, oh, now I'm confused and I'm happy because I don't know where we're going now. Can you think of how terrible it would be if you were in jail when the blip happened and you saw all these people who were also in jail with you get blipped out, and then you're just stuck there, still in jail. And then they all come back, and they're not, it's not, I guess it does return them to where they blipped from, right? So I guess if you yeah. were in jail when you got blipped, it would return you to jail? So I guess maybe that's... But just imagine if they shut down the jail because everyone got blipped, right. so no one's there anymore. But you get put into a jail cell with, like, a really bad person. And oh, you just, yeah. <laughs> like, you just, blip, you just blip back into it, and there's, like, a really scary serial killer rapist dude in there and it just they just murder you on site how terrible would that be <laughs> pretty terrible <laughs> it's a weird road i went down <clears throat> i really hate um john walker is that his name mm-hmm. i hate him i think that's the point but yeah i think we're supposed to hate him a little bit you're supposed to a little bit yeah, yeah. just he's he's trying he's not a He's not an outright dick. Like, he was trying to help them out, but he's also kind of a dick. Yeah. He is a total dick. And I think that's my problem is because, like, at one point he says something to Sam and Bucky about um, almost referring to them as his sidekick, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's what they were to Cap. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Cap never in a million years would have referred to them as sidekicks. Yeah. Ever, 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 ever. So when he said that, I was like, "Mm, I don't like this guy. (laughs) Plus, he's a giant douche. Plus, like, he's going to get his friend killed. Let's be honest. That dude is going to die for sure. 100%. And it's going to be his fault. So one of the big things with the show that resonated through the Marvel offices and I have a hard time believing that some of them didn't know this was going to happen but is the bank scene after that aired the previous week and we've talked about it on the show of when Sam couldn't get a loan and everything Mm. and the undertones kind of about that but really they're just basically saying not all superheroes are rich that the director of of this uh, TV series got phone calls from like Kevin and like all the producer like being like what what's going on here like this and that and it's like people just don't think of that and I I like I said I love that they included that I like I said I have a hard time that some of them wouldn't know but then again you know the basic points of everything so one scene yeah sure I could believe that some of these higher-ups probably didn't know about that and didn't sound like they were mad. They were just like, oh, that's something new to explore. And Yeah. I mean, isn't that the whole point of these shows is to get more in in depth with these characters? You can't do in a two-hour movie. I mean. That Disney synergy. 
<laughs> so this will then go into more people buying toys because tell you what I've started looking at certain toys oh Tony you should just look and not buy that's so hard <laughs> yet you told me to go on Wish but I don't want to buy the Wish like that's way Falcon cheaper or... and also will bring me enjoyment <laughs> The Wish Falcon in, in Winter Soldier is going to be like... Oh my god, it's going to be like a literal bird. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Olaf. <laughs> Olaf with a gun. Oh my god. <laughs> We're making that happen. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just thinking about them side by side now. And not even a bird. Like one of those dead birds. <laughs> Just a dead bird in a box. And then Olaf with a gun. <laughs> oh, the thought of that brings me joy. You need to place that with a bird feeder. <laughs> you can have all the falcons. Oh, man. Good stuff. All right. Well, uh, let's get into some book reviews. Books. What did you read this week? I, so, I started Harley Quinn, number one. I didn't get into it all the way. Um, I'm hoping that the series will be good. Is it a it's, future state book? Or is nope, it? this is just going into the new frontier, so okay. the nowadays. Um, but like I said, I only got like about halfway through. and uh, Batman shows up, uh, and that's kind of where I, I ended, so... We'll see how that turns out. Okay. The The art was a little more cartoony than normal, but, you know, Harley Quinn can be drawn cartoony or For sure. more serious, and mm -hmm. that's who she is. Uh, one book that I, I don't like saying bad things about comic books, but I didn't enjoy it as much comparatively, and that is uh, Carnage, Black, White, and Blood. So I say this because... Again, I just came from last week talking about the red and blue Superman. Mm -hmm. That I thought the style and what they did with those colors, and again, even the Batman books, they just did it better in the art. Because the art here felt very forced to kind of make Carnage red and have some blood. But uh, like in the first uh, comic, he's uh, fighting God, no, um, Dark Pout. Um, Your hand motions are giving me nothing. I know, and it's me off because I always know. Also, no one characters. can hear them. <laughs> no one can hear your hand motions. Uh, guy with the clo oh cloak and dagger. I was gonna say the guy with the cloak. The guy with the cloak. <laughs> That's what I was and his sidekick who has daggers. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm talking about, though, yes, right? Cloak. Yes. And I so. Cloak is dark, so that makes sense, but the scenes and everyone else in this is also just gray. And it just it it really is just carnage in a black and white comic book. Now, adding cloak, cool. But then when Dagger shows up, she's just kind of this also very um Isn't her costume gray. white? Yes. And she's not even doesn't even come across as very white. It's just a blah. So, all the, although the action throughout, and this also has three different stories as well, uh, not the eighth that the other one had, but 
it is good to kind of break up some of these stories. And I enjoyed the second one is uh, as a Western where uh, at the end him just, well, pretty much just the blood and guts really is an interesting thing for Marvel to do in their books. And I liked it mainly at the end when he becomes the sheriff and comes out of the cave and turns the horse into a carnage. So is this... Is this the symbiote on other people? No, this is... Well, I mean, for this story even, it was, you know, it was... Old Wild West, so it's a, a Cassidy person. Okay. Because it always seems to follow that family. That, well, I think there's some crazy that's in that bloodline. Probably. <laughs> um, And then... So yeah, that's all I'm gonna say about that. It uh, it was interesting, Tight. but yeah. Uh, but the one that I really want to talk about because I was fucking excited for this to come out. Can you guess? It's one of my big loves. Power Rangers. No, I mean that is a love, but nope. Alien number one. Alien number one. So with Fox acquiring or Disney acquiring Fox. With that comes the Alien franchise, and for the last twenty-five years, those yeah. comics have been at Dark Horse, and yeah. I've I've read some of them, uh, especially just their smaller issues, because the lore that Dark Horse made in the comic books far surpasses Prometheus and all the other bullshit that they've made since these movies, and the original three, even some people don't even like the third one, I thought was great. The even first the one makes me fall asleep. You I shut your whore mouth. I can't. <laughs> I can't get through that movie without falling asleep. I'm sorry. It's so boring. I really like the second one. Everyone loves Well, the second one is more of an adventure yeah. than the horror. But, so, with Alien, <laughs> this is giving Marvel, like, a clean, fresh start to start up. Well, clean, fresh start. And... That is a good thing because I can now jump on in mm -hmm. because I've never truly been able to do that with some of the Dark Horse uh, books, some of them ongoing, uh, taking place from, you know, a thousand years after the, the main movies to even set them at different timelines just with however they want to tell the story. I mean, 25 years of rich history there. So this uh, takes place 27 years after the second movie. And I believe it's 78 years after the first. And this starts off with uh, Bishop. So it's cool already having a familiar face from the movies and everything for us to understand where we're at. Because obviously he he died, mm -hmm. but he's, he's an android. android. Yeah. And it's interesting how he's even talking to uh, the main character within this about how he will upload his the data files that he's been talking to him for the for his counterpart on Earth so they can still continue going through this therapy where we're, where we're following this guy, Cruz, to uh, to Earth where he can work on the, the base out there. But you know that, you know, he's seen some shit. And one of the things that I felt bad, like... There wasn't enough aliens, but again, you don't need to have aliens right away. You see kind of the human side of this guy and how he used 
he went to work over his family, money over his family, and his kid comes to visit him, but mainly to steal his pass card to get onto this um, ship above Earth, thinking that they're going to find a data center, but really it's a biological weapon facility because, lo and behold, they're testing some alien hybrid shit. And that's really all I want to get into because by the end... That's an amazing page. Double page, probably? Mm-hmm. The art in this is sick. Oh, yeah, it's very good. That page in particular, when they show all the xenomorphs with a... I almost want to say it's like species. You ever see that movie? Yes. A species-esque monster because when she turns into the species monster, it looks kind of xenomorphic. Mm-hmm. That's interesting to me. Yeah. And, and again, I can't say that I... I will flat out say I don't know all the lore behind the Dark Horse stuff if this is something more unique to Marvel's take on it. But it's a humanoid-looking right. face, half-xenomorph person, looking like a full-fledged queen. And this is kind of the, the, the nightmares that our main character so far has had. And later on, you get some more nightmares where you kind of understand that he truly has fought against some xenomorphs, and he still even isn't retiring because he's working on the Epsilon, you know, secret base above Earth, where we then find out that there are some aliens in there. It's going to be interesting, because uh, I don't know if they're going to then finally have aliens come to Earth and go that route, if they're going to... You know, maybe this be, you know, a couple issues and done and then follow some more people within space um, on other planets. But at least we know the first two movies are canon. Because they explain it in here of this is kind of where we're at now. And I like that a lot. Um, Because then, really, if you've seen those two movies, then you can jump right into this book. And if you haven't, you could still jump into this book. Because I'm sure you've heard what a xenomorph alien is. Yeah. There's a base knowledge there I yeah. think most people have. So, yeah. Salvador La Roca is the artist on this. And he's fabulous. He's done a lot of X-Men stuff. <clears throat> he did the House of M stuff specifically. So you're in good hands there. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to this. And hey, we'll see where, see where it goes. Interesting. I'm not usually a huge fan of, like, comic book follow-ups to movies, just because I like to build, like, my imagination is vast, you know what I mean? So I don't, sometimes I don't like somebody else kind of telling me what happens next, because it sometimes interferes with what I would want to happen. Alien is not one of those (laughs) scenarios, um... But I think if you get a good writer and a good artist on something like this, it can really do a lot of stuff. It's just one of those things I've been disappointed with, the Prometheus ones. Yeah. Just because the there's just so much about it. And I think partially, too, having my comic brain nerd knowledge of knowing some of what Dark Horse did for just the mythology of it is what's so intriguing of the Xenomorphs. Like, in those first, you know, the movies even, 
we still don't ever get any knowledge of where they come from or anything. Right. And like I said, when they finally described it movie-wise, it you say it's better in the comics because it definitely is. Well, yeah, you get a lot. It's a lot easier to tell a story in a comic book than it is in a two-hour movie. Yeah. For sure. So this will be interesting of what, you know, what they do take from any of those other movies or, again, what they take that was good at Dark Horse and... Right. We're just going to sit back for the ride to find out, so. That's fun. Yep, and that's all I got. So I, I don't I don't want to review this book every time it comes out, but I can't help it because it's so great. The crossover? No, haha. Number oh. three came out. And this one was about a mime. Yeah, I wanted to read this, but I didn't yet. I'm not going to review the whole thing, but the I can tell you that the feeling that I got from it is I got almost to the end of it, and I was like, this is a really heartwarming tale compared to the other two. And then I got to the end of it, and I was like, oh, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it has a very bleak, sad ending. Um, much like most of these have. So I just love what, um, what is it, W. Maxwell Prince, I think, is the writer. Yes, okay. I really love what he's doing in these, because he is taking a genre of person in the clown who is meant to be, like, make you feel good and happy, even though most people find clowns terrifying. <clears throat> just making them real sad. <laughs> <laughs> but I really did. I actually, I think I liked this one the best so far out of them. I really like the art. Well, like I said, going for, I talked yeah. all the watches that I wanted to, and <clears throat> I honestly, I knew that you were going to probably review it because I'd be like, oh, son of a bitch, I need to read this, but I just didn't have time yet. I won't give it away. But just, just know anything that w maxwell prince is doing right now be it haha or be it ice cream man like y'all should be reading it that shit is amazing he's such a great writer and he kind of owns this whole serialized episodic sort of thing that he's doing in comics right now he's just doing it really well um i also read lady baltimore did you ever read baltimore the mike it's by Mike Mignola. Mignola. Nope. How do you say his last name? Mignola. Mignola. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Feels Does it Mignola really off the tongue? Really wordy in my mouth. I never read Baltimore either. And Baltimore was about Lord Baltimore. And he was this guy who, like, fought vampires. So it was a very much a Mike Mignola sort of tale, right? He's real good at that fighting creatures of the night sort of scenario. So when I picked, when I read Lady Baltimore, number one, I wasn't fully on board with it because it does kind of lean on the history of the previous series. And she is his, so he's dead, Lord Baltimore, and this is his wife. And it sounds like to me from the very brief mention of her relationship with him that he married her specifically so that his stuff wouldn't be lost to the ages. So, like, he married her so that when he died, somebody would inherit mm, all of his okay. stuff. 
But also, like, she's a witch hunter. (laughs) (laughs) And she's hunting witches, which I, the, the action in this book and the, the fights with the witches and the way the witches are drawn and the powers that some of them have were all very interesting. But I don't know just based on the fact that I have no history with this character that I would keep reading it because it does seem like now I have to go back and read Baltimore and I don't want to. So I will say this. If you read Baltimore then 100% pick this book up because it was intriguing and well-written enough that um, if you have that knowledge going into it, you're probably really going to enjoy it. The fact that I have no idea what's going on and still kind of enjoyed it says a lot. It just, I don't know that it's worth my time to keep going. I don't know if I'm going to get drawn into the story and future issues to the point where it doesn't matter that I haven't read the stuff before it. And I like to be able to hop into a book without having to do, like, homework. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this this seems like it requires a little bit of homework. So, well, it's a number one, though, right? Yeah. Because that's what, the best thing is number ones you don't have to. You would think. But they do keep referring to Lord Baltimore and, like, the stuff that he did and the societies that are around. And it all seemed like it was stuff they were talking about that you should know. So it kind of felt like I was on the outside of, like, when you go to a party and, like, everybody knows each other except you know one person and nobody else, and they're talking to their other friends about people you don't know, and you're just there listening, and the conversation is entertaining, but you're also like, I have no idea what the hell's going on right now. That's what that book felt like. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I was invited to a party where I only knew one person. Um, So... You know, I mean, take take it for what it was. I thought it was good for for that. You know, it, there was some stuff in it that was intriguing, but I just don't want to go back and reread. There's a lot of shit. There's a lot of stuff. It's Mike Mignola, so you know there's like a hundred years worth of backstory yeah. behind <laughs> this shit. Like, <laughs> so you know, take that review for what it is. I mean, if you if you want to go back, if you love Mike Mignola, definitely go back and read it because you know he writes good shit. Uh, you might have missed that one. Most people focus in on his other more famous stuff. Yeah. So uh, that's what I read this week. All right. Well, some news from the past week. News. Uh, I don't know if we ever. I think we eventually did say it. Uh, but San Diego Comic Con's canceled this summer, and yes. E3 was as well. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember if we talked about that on air or off air because yeah. we talked about C2E2. That's in December. Yeah, and that's yeah. still I've heard, and that's still the only one that I knew about. Well, PAX East, uh, which was going to be in Boston June third, has now just as of today said that they're going to just go online. And I bring this up because the big news that that happened earlier in the week was. Uh, Comic-Con, which, because San Diego's not using San Diego Comic-Con, they're just using it Comic-Con, because they own that right to just call Comic-Con, because it's fucking stupid. Uh, Comic-Con is going to be Thanksgiving weekend. Okay. And I was looking, I was like, alright, you know, timeline-wise, that's alright, but also I was like, that's Thanksgiving weekend, like, who's going to want to attend Thanksgiving weekend? Are you fucking kidding me? 
It's perfect. Most people have that time off. But most people would be maybe want to be with family. No. Do you think? Okay, so you, well, you're, you're choose... looking at yourself as you as an attendee. <laughs> I'm talking about like Chris Evans or anyone I, that's okay. in the. All right, that's you know fair. the the distributors, the artists, the writers. Yeah. Like not everyone is like you. I think that in a normal year, yes, you would be correct. I think in a year specifically with the artists where you haven't had a con in two years, and this is the biggest one you can go, like, it's the one you're going to mm-hmm. make money at. Like, I feel like a lot of artists would be like, I don't, I, I don't need to see my family. I'm just going to go make money. I mean, yes, that's also true too, but the big famous people, cause that's what comic cons have become more of as right. less comics and more of a yeah. pop culture. But they have now rescinded saying, hey, maybe this might not happen anyways. We still got to get our ducks in a row. It was a huge backlash this week to them from all Be- these people that I mentioned. Because it was on Thanksgiving? <coughs> Just... These are the it, same people who go out Thanksgiving night to go stand in line for 10 hours to get something from fucking Target. What? Thanksgiving is not some Again, sort you're of... talking about the attendees, which, yes, they would have tons well, of people. The but... only reason the stars don't do it is because they have money. <laughs> They don't need to wait in line to buy shit at a discount. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's not a fair comparison. (laughs) True. But, okay. But, like, also, I don't care about their feelings. They're rich. (laughs) (laughs) So they gotta go to the Comic-Con because people They can say no. Yeah, but then that's the thing. How how are they gonna be having a con when no one's gonna be presenting? Yeah. That's fair, I guess. Really, it's 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 less of, like, people want to spend time with their family, and it's more of, like, are we going to make these people work over a holiday? Because it's not even just them. It's, like, the people who have to work the convention. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are the people I would be more concerned with, because they're not compelled to be there by being offered thousands of dollars <laughs> to attend a fucking two-hour panel on Saturday afternoon. They have to be there all three, four, five 100 days, however long Comic-Con lasts now. I can't remember. I, I mean, like, usually it's a week. Yeah. And this was, and this is another thing where they were trying to say, like, we're just doing a shortened version. Again, I think at that point, it is it is far enough out. I still don't think anything summer-wise, just personally from seeing things. But, right. you know, it's we're going to have to do some safe things eventually anyways. But... Yeah. Yeah, I just, I think, though, we, we they have to also realize, you know, not everyone's going to be as comfortable right away either. No. They're going to be different. They're going to be people wearing masks and... Yeah, and social anxiety. Like, the people who attend Comic-Con already have social anxiety on top of, like, the social anxiety of not really being around people for two years. Like, there's going to be a lot of, like, panic attacks. Well, here's the thing, though. The assholes, I've already seen them posting within the message boards of these announcements when it was originally, like, gung-ho, they're going to do this. Well, who, you know, some people are like, I don't know, it's too soon or whatever. And again, that's someone's, you know, thoughts and opinions. They're like, who cares? By that point, you know, everyone should have had their their shots and uh, I don't need to keep wearing my mask. And, And other people were like, Comic-Con's just in general. You should wear a mask at Comic-Con anyway. Yeah. It blocks the smells. Also, like, there's a lot of germs passing around at cons. Even small ones. I mean, how many people do we know that that after Motor City, which is a mid-sized con, really, 
you come home and you're sick for the next fucking two weeks because mouth breathers spit mm-hmm. on you while they were asked. And at actually, your now now that I <laughs> think about it even more, sure, here in the U.S. we should all have been able to get right. our jab, but the rest of the world can't. Right. And those people may say, "Hey, let's go to this." Right. How are the promoters going to know? Sure. Who's yeah? It's. It's one of those things, it's a tricky business we will still talk about when we know more about the ongoings of cons going on, because I really can't wait to go to one, but don't do it on a holiday weekend. That's just dumb. Uh, yeah. I have no opinions about the holiday weekend part, just because I think holidays are stupid. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I get it. So I don't want to keep uh, bringing up the Snyder Cut. But there's just more and more people talking about it again and just some of the plot holes and everything that... There are points that even I didn't point out that I just want to kind of mention because okay. also fuck the Snyder fans right now for other reasons. That yeah, they're being dickholes. Yes, and we'll yeah. get to that. So Fandom toxic. Uh, yeah, it just it's so fucking annoying. So the black suit, what was it about? Why did he need to wear it? And then Snyder says, well, that was... To, to go along with this Kryptonian family, um, you know, when Jor-El was, was talking to him about his education, uh, he had a, a black uh, suit, so this was to show his inner side. Cool and all, where the fuck did they ever explain that in the movie? Like, And in the comic books, the black suit was more of a healing type suit that, well, pretty much healed him quicker from damage, and... Yeah, that didn't explain it at all, so there's that. Yeah. Uh, he explained away the, the dark side uh, coming to Earth and forgetting it. He, pretty much what we said, he, he was the underpowered uh, Uaxis. Yeah. You, yeah, however you pronounce that name. And he was beat up so badly that he... Um, Had amnesia? Pretty much that he just forgot out of the many worlds and with all of his lackeys dying that he it's forgot which... a long which... time. Yeah. I still don't fucking buy that. I mean, it's dumb. The whole thing is dumb, but... <laughs> I just realized today that we didn't talk about how they kind of shoehorned, like, a the third version of the fucking Adam into that movie. No, I like... I See, there's the thing. That's, again, like what we just talked about... Falcon and, and all the other things of having those characters show up. Yeah, but like the third version of the Adam. What do you mean third version? Like he's not like he's not the original Adam, right? Oh, you're saying Yeah. He's I mean like the third or fourth one. I feel like the, he's not the one that people think of when you think of the Adam. Yeah. And also like why wouldn't you just have that the guy who why would that just character just be the original Adam? When you're doing all the other original stuff. I don't know. I mean, whatever. It doesn't really matter. He got cut out of the movie anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. True. I mean... It shoehorned it in at the fucking end, though. They just dropped his name, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Because he works in, what, nanotechnology or something like that? And I was like, oh, that's the Atom. It was so dumb. It was such a crazy shoehorn. <laughs> Um, one of the things that uh, was pointed out too is just Bruce saying Clark really loud when he comes back alive and is about ready to blast him with his eyes. Like, 
Oh, you just kind of like let everyone know who the fuck Superman is. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I didn't either. Bruce is an idiot. He's not the world's greatest detective. <laughs> oh man. Um also uh someone's like talking about how quick uh Aquaman could swim when the water broke underneath in the harbor, like, when they're in that sewer. Yeah. And how fast he could swim, faster than pretty much the Superman could fly or the Flash could yeah, run. Yeah, I thought that was canon. That he could swim faster, though? Yeah. Like, that would make him, honestly, the fastest thing on Earth, then, like... Well, in water. Well, what good is that? Yeah, I mean, true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly. Like, it's good 30% of the time. It's like only good in that scenario and also when he has to chase things underwater. <laughs> um, <laughs> Other than that, it doesn't, it you know, doesn't matter. Just leaving the mother box within the Star Labs for Steppenwolf to come in. Well, in, the, in fucking uh, underwater. Like, everywhere. They were just sitting out yeah, everywhere. Yeah, they, they didn't seem to be protected at all. At least the humans buried them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, it got dug up later, yeah. right? Which they didn't explain. <laughs> who dug. Ancient knights buried it <laughs> three feet underground I was like, in the, the woods. The I was watching that, I was like, this will cover it. <laughs> no one will ever find it here. <laughs> we have no idea about erosion. Yeah. Or development at this point. <laughs> uh, so, like I said, there's there's tons of places online that you can just find people, kind of you know, posting their thoughts on it. And again, I enjoyed s- certain parts of it. I thought there's some things that they put in and things that they could have still left out or taken out. Um, but the reason why I bring this up more is to kind of laugh a little bit and also to again say fuck you to these fans that can't take any criticism that oh are gung ho on the Snyderverse. I don't know which one I want to say first. Uh, I'm just going to go with the Godzilla. Uh, so while Godzilla has been trending, you know, cause people are looking forward to it. I'm certainly looking forward to it. Uh, the Snyderverse campaigners are review bombing the movie, going to Rotten Tomatoes and just saying this fucking sucks, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, we are the new was um guy fox mass people uh not Qunon, but um the hacking group that you anonymous yeah anonymous like you know we're going to we're going to do this until you release the oh, the Snyderverse and allow it to happen it's like guys this is not how like the funny joke meme like came true be happy with that cuz no one really thought that was ever going to fucking happen you 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 got something accomplished, but stop like, doing this. It's not even an accomplishment. Let's be realistic. <laughs> <laughs> it was better than the one that was released in theaters, only because the one that released in theaters was so fucking terrible. Like that's the only reason. It was four hours. It was too long. It was still not good. Also, like, don't you have better things to do? I mean... This is what you're fucking spending your time doing? Well, you know the other thing that they did right now. No, what's the other thing? So the other thing, and this is what pissed me off even more, 
um, really review bombing that happens all the time is uh, Warner Media has been posting just like everyone else has of hashtag stop Asian hate. All those tweets are being flooded by calls to restore the Snyderverse. That that's why I bring up all this shit. Cause seriously, fuck you guys. Like, like get over it. Like Listen. this is all the other stuff. I could just see childish, like you know, whatever. But when there's really calls to action to like help people, right? Uh, you can get off your fucking Snyder horse and just yeah. First of all, it's a movie. Mm-hmm. Your life is not going to yeah. change. I have been greatly affected by terrible movies and my love for comic books because they've done my favorite (laughs) character twice in movies and it's been a train wreck both times. But do you see me threatening anybody or, like, posting shit on... Like, this is is the place where I vent. Like, Tony gets to hear it and whoever (laughs) listens to the podcast gets to hear it and then that's where it ends because it doesn't matter in the long run to Mm -hmm. my life at all. If they made a great Phoenix movie, like, I would be happy, but also, like, nothing in my life changed because they made two terrible movies, other than I was disappointed for a day. So these people are sad, ridiculous people who also, like, I love you guys, don't hack us. (laughs) 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 Like, I get it. (laughs) Whatever I have to say to, like, make you not hate me. (laughs) But also, like, get over yourselves. <laughs> yeah, like, that's just... There's a time and a place... It just, just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I get that people are fans of things. But at the end of the day, they're not real things. They're characters that somebody made up. Yeah. That's all it is at the end of the day. Like, oh, God, spend your time doing something productive. <laughs> That's all. That's all I can say um, about that. So, to briefly talk about uh, Kong versus Godzilla, which I can't wait till see that, or it's Godzilla versus Kong, whatever the real title. Lizard versus monkey. Yes. Um, it pulled in twelve point four million in IMAX theaters and wow. one hundred twenty one point eight million internationally uh, this past weekend. When is it released here? The thirty first, so a Wednesday, which is also strange, but it is strange. Um, I don't know why that it's not a Friday or whatever because it's going to be releasing both in theaters and on HBO yeah. Max. So I, that's what I'm going to be doing. Uh, come weekend. next weekend is definitely watching it. Yeah. Uh, I am looking forward to it, and uh, that is some positive news though for at least movie theaters. I wouldn't have expected something that big so soon. Mm-hmm. I still thought. We're going to trickle going in, but those are pretty decent numbers. I mean, right. all things considered. Obviously, I think this movie probably could have made twice that much sure. in a normal. So we, Josh and I had a discussion at our abode the other day because the Bob Odenkirk movie came out in theaters and it made $3 million, I think, or yeah. something like that in theaters, which is not a lot in a normal year and I was like do you think that like in the books when they're talking about how much money movies made that there's going to be some sort of adjustment for COVID like in COVID dollars this is 300 million Mm dollars but (laughs) they they always do that 
with everything inflation. Else. They adjust it for inflation and stuff. I just, I would be. It would be interesting to see if somebody comes up with some sort of like analysis on what those dollars translate to, like a good normal year at a movie theater dollars to see mm-hmm. how it actually does. Because you can't really com- like how how are they going to know if something deserves a sequel? Right, that's usually based on how many people see it and how much money it makes. Well, if this movie lost money because it's a COVID year, but mm-hmm. it was amazing, are that's, we going to get a sequel? I mean, I it, it goes back to them pushing uh, Black Widow again. If they push it one more time, I just I feel like at that point it's like r- r- Disney, you just gotta you know shit or get off the pot, yeah. like. And I, I I it's I'm still pissed that they pushed it, but I understand why they pushed it. Because they're going to make more money in that mm-hmm. July release than what they would have coming out, well, May. Yeah. But they're still they still know it's going to be not as much. Right. And you just got to at one point just say we got to just put it out because we got more stuff coming up that will be even better when right. things are all good and open. Good and open. That's our future. Good and open. Mm-hmm. So there's been more casting news for Obi Wan. Oh yeah. And I I keep forgetting that this was gonna be a thing, but it is. Yeah, they happening. just they just started production on it, right? Yeah. Like actual production. So who? What is anything like? I don't know. We all know who's playing Obi Wan. To me, that's the only. I don't. I don't know who that matters. I don't necessarily know who they all are because I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't know all the Star Wars lore universe. I know enough. I know the beats of the main things. Sure. Um, and actually, I just really honestly haven't been paying attention to anything that has really uh, been part of. There's going to be uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. That I didn't there's know. There's going to be young Again, versions these, of them. These are the things that I try to stay away from because I I just don't like knowing Aww, what's going to be happening. Hayden Christensen, I think I knew he was signed on for that. Well, yeah, he'll show up as probably, you know, Darth. Kum- Kumal Nanjiani, I wonder who he got cast for. I'm also wondering that as well. And then you got Indira Varma, who was in Game of Thrones. She played one of the. Oh god, what was that land where it was the um the guy who plays the Mandalorian. He was her brother and then he died. Oh, uh, Game of Thrones? Yeah. Yeah, she was a uh, sand snake. Yes. She's in it. This is a lot of good people other yeah. than Hayden Christensen. <laughs> Don't I'm hate gonna, on him. I'm gonna give him a to chance to. I know. I always like. I I have to give him some leeway because that character is written to be a whiny bitch. <laughs> at the end of the day, and he did an excellent job being a whiny bitch. <laughs> Maybe he's just a really good actor. I guess we'll find out. Well, did you ever watch that uh, the movie Jumper? Where you can teleport? Yeah, I know what it is. I don't think I ever watched it. Oh, it's a good movie. I just recently rewatched it, and that's got him in it. And it does suck because Star Wars kind of ruined him. Ruined him. Which, I mean, that's we can all blame that on George for 
CGI fanatic. And yeah, he really just wanted to bust out some new technology. Yeah. That's all those movies were about. Such bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, Russell Crowe is also going to be joining Thor Love and Thunder in a mystery role, so no one knows who or what he will so be. So what's your speculation? To be honest, I, this is another one of those things where, like, all I know is we're going to get Lady Thor at some point. Yeah, that's Natalie, that's Natalie Portman. But that's about all I really cared to know about this and, movie. And the the God Killer guy is in it, right? Oh, yeah. Gore the Butcher. Yes. Thank God you. Butcher. The God Butcher. Yes. Gore. Gore? Gore the God Butcher is in it. But we already know whose cast is that character, right? So Russell Crowe's not... Mm-hmm. Gore. Uh, that, that's uh, Christian Bale is Gore. The God Butcher. <clears throat> I wonder who he could be. Do you think he's going to be uh, Asgardian, or do you think he's going to be some sort of other space entity? I don't know, because... I'm, like, I'm just thinking, could he show up as, like... Russell Crowe wouldn't sign on just to be a small part in one movie, right? I feel like they would have had to... But maybe he did sell off a bunch of his paraphernalia when he got a divorce so maybe he needs some money i don't know <laughs> like i just i just keep thinking of him gladiator so i'm like is he going to be like one of the uh greek gods maybe oh my i mean who knows? i can't see him really being hercules i think they'd want to have a he's, younger person yeah he's he's a bit old i mean he's aged now maybe he's... he could be a zeus and but injured... why would, where do you think that would play into, like, they don't really bring in the Greek gods a whole lot into Thor. They don't, but if I'm thinking Marvel and, like, bringing in new characters, you bring in Hercules to be the Thor-level, like, bro, where mm-hmm. they kind of have, like, some macho man uh, outdoing each other type shit, and you have then Zeus as his father. I'm just throwing that out there because I totally don't think that's the route they're going to go. But I'm also just thinking that it could be very fucking funny and it would be left field of pulling in from the Marvel mythos. I'm doing a quick little, you know, whatever, something like this is announced, there's always articles of like, who could he be? So Mm -hmm. I pulled one of these up and let's see who they think and if we agree. So the first, the one that pops up is Beta Ray Bill. Okay. So that means he would be voicing. Yeah. Right? He wouldn't actually be playing Vader Ray Bill because um, he's a scary horse monster. <laughs> uh, King Thor. Uh, I don't see that. Okay. I don't even know who King Thor is. He's an that's, older that's version old of Thor. That's old Thor, that right? would, yeah. Zeus. So that so they this person's on the same wavelength as you. It, that's the only three. Those are the only three okay. they guessed. Beta Ray Bill, like, that would be amazing, but also, well, we're, like, weird. <laughs> I feel like, though, like, because this is, this is going to be a mystery thing, I feel like there's enough not mystery of thinking Beta Ray Bill is going to finally show up, so I almost feel like this wouldn't be it, but who knows? That's just it's another, uh, another person. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It could just be a cameo. These Thor movies, I mean, Matt Damon was in the last Thor movie. That's true. Well, and and you could you blink and you miss it. I mean, really getting down to it, cameos galore is what's going to be happening with the Suicide Squad. And finally watched the trailer for. Well, I mean, it just debuted. 
again, as I said, I try to usually stick away from trailers, but this really sold me on wanting to see this movie because I still haven't watched the first one because I've heard enough of just how boring it was. And I've loved the comic books of Suicide Squad. I thought, you never watched the first one? Uh-uh. I watched you enough things. You should watch it. I mean, probably. I probably will. I mean, it's terrible, but, mm-hmm. like, you should watch it. I mean, like I said, I, I will probably before this one. But there's a lot of names attached to us, and, mm-hmm. and when they're saying that in the in the trailer, I really started thinking, we're going to have a Deadpool 2 moment. I think this movie's going to start off with a team, and they're going to go on a mission, and within the first five minutes, they're just going to fucking die in glorious blood guts spilling, and then... Whether Harley's with them or all of a sudden mm-hmm. they need to call her in to form the new team. So you're going to get all these big name actors who film their one spots to uh, Looks die. like they're in a lot of this movie, though. Well, I mean, you get the main character guys. But again, yeah. they have a lot of other just names attached to it. That again, they're, they could only be doing some sort of cameo. Sure. Um, but I was highly thrilled to see King Shark... <laughs> That's going to be awesome. I loved that one so much. Just the two very small scenes and his very short, tiny, itty-bitty lines (laughs) that he had. Both of them pleased me greatly. I really don't know much about Peacemaker, and I was kind of not sold on it, because... The... Okay, the... So, Idris Elba's playing... Uh... Dead... No. Deadshot was Will Smith. So, he's playing Death's... Stroke, I believe. No, you are incorrect. Right, reversing that? No, I don't think he's playing Deathstroke, though. You were right about Will Smith being Deadshot. Oh, Bloodsport. Bloodsport, yes. yes. Because then I was like, oh, that's that movie with... Oh, with Jean-Claude, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Van Damme. Yes. Um, <clears throat> when he tells him, when he tells Peacemaker that if there were a bunch of dicks on the island, mm-hmm. he would tell him to... And, then, and say... then John Cena's like... I would. <laughs> I would for 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 whatever patriotism or whatever. I would eat all the dicks. <laughs> and I was like, that's why he's getting yes. his or or shot. just or just him wearing the helmet when he didn't need to yeah. be. And I'm like, like I'm like, all right, now I I can take him seriously as the comedy. Per- so that was good. But what I'm really thrilled about is the bad guy. Okay. So, you saw who they showed, right? It was The Thinker, right? Oh, that's one of them. But Starro. Oh, yeah, 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 The kaiju's yeah. coming, and then yes. I'm like, then when they show Starro. it, I go, wow, they went there. I didn't think they would go there, and in fact, it's really genius for them to do, because you know then he's going to be putting his little Starro things on people yeah, to mind control them. faces. That's going to be great. Yes. Cinema. And that's, uh, my buddy was like, well, like he barely knows any, you know, comic book people. But when I got excited, he goes, why? And I just went into explaining him like, he's a, not used all that often, but when he is, it's cool. And then I found out that he was the first, uh, like big bad that the Justice League, I guess, fought. Starro? Yeah. Yeah, I think I knew that actually. So it's it's an interesting uh, pick, but James Gunn as well. Like again, I said this got me hyped for it, but I was gonna see it anyways because I I believe in James Gunn and 
I believe in James Scott. I'm getting you that t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just the writing. So, like, Polka Dot Man, when they're sitting in there and and Viola Davis's character is going over, like, what happens. And then she's like, you may die or you will die. And <laughs> Polka Dot Man's like, good. Yeah. And Idris Elba's character is like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> And Sean Gunn's character, Weasel, when he's window looking. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. That just made me giggle so much. So I I this definitely will be a for sure like move in a positive direction from the last one. Just, August sixth comes out theaters and the lack HBO Max. of Joker in the movie. Oh, <laughs> It makes it better. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that makes it a hundred times better. Yes, yes, for sure. Do you have anything else? Um, the only other thing that we had briefly talked about pre-recording was Disney announced some more, some more, more, more stuff that they're coming out with. One of them being Armor Wars, which is going to star Don Cheadle. And I guess I knew in the back of my head that Armor Wars was an actual comic series, uh, but I can't remember. Like, it's definitely not one I ever would have read. But it'll be interesting to see. You seemed intrigued by the idea of a show based around I mean, the tech. Yeah. I mean, there's more Yeah, armor is just always cool. And it kind of can also fulfill Tony Stark's legacy of all the shit he made, because even though Iron Man 3 wasn't the greatest, the end scene with all the armors just coming oh, about. Yeah. And just, it, that's what I always liked about his comics was just, he had a certain armor for everything where it's like, I almost feel like you could just reattach an arm for that. You didn't need to make a whole fucking new suit, but right. whatevs. Yeah. You got money and time. Why not? Yeah. Um, they also announced, which I think we knew was coming, um, but they confirmed that Ironheart uh, is going to be its own season. Which, of course, is uh, Riri Williams' storyline. And the assumption is obviously that they're going to take that and Miss Marvel and whatever other younger characters they're creating shows for and bringing them together into a young Avengers scenario, which could be cool. That's it. All right. Last uh, fun news, and people should definitely. Google this to watch the video. Uh, some engineer guy created the collapsible Iron Man suit that can go into a suitcase. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't necessarily look like a full suitcase, but from what I saw of him putting it on and just like it kind of like, I don't know. Obviously, it's not going to really protect you from bullets or anything, but it looked pretty damn cool, this person transforming into Iron Man and... Definitely check that out. So he has to jangle that shit back into a suitcase? Yeah. 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 But part of the suit is the suitcase, right? Or does yeah, well, it just it, fit it, the suitcase? It, the suitcase like, has everything folded up and, yeah. and how it goes on. Like a transformer. Yes. Except instead of a car, it's a suitcase. The less exciting transformer. Yeah. <laughs> the boring cons. <laughs> the boring cons. <laughs> um... um Booze in a Book this week is a pretty long book, but it's 
one of my favorite of all time stories. I love the Count of Monte Cristo. Ah, you would. Like just the whole thing of revenge. <laughs> you and give off secrecy. that vibe. Just fucking love it. You are a hundred percent exactly like all guys I've ever met who love the Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> it is a type. It really is. And so this was a full on. I mean, what you'd call a trade paperback. Uh, it's the graphic novelization of the book, I assume, or is it a movie? Well, no, it's it's a it's a retelling. So it's called Count, um, published by Humanoids. Uh, which I learned, and this is, again, this is another European uh, store or person that created this all. Um, and Humanoids is based in Paris, uh, France. But they have the American side that they're trying to introduce some of these comics to. Mark Wade is their head publisher person oh. here. Um, which I kind of knew that before getting into this, but... This book was 170 pages, and so there's some parts where it's broken up throughout it that kind of is a splash page that says, like, a quote of Revenge or this and that. So I don't know if this originally came out as, like, a six-part issue series over well, this there. This says volume one, too. Does that mean there's more coming out, or did it end at its logical conclusion? It ended... Well, there are some twists and turns from the normal, it's what you know of. Well, it's it's... I don't want to say Star Wars this, but there's floating, flying like ships. And steampunky. Not yeah. even steampunky. No? Like it, it's a little more Star Wars. Like floating, like the you know how he'd be in that prison. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like a floating rock between oh. two rocks. Like okay. So a mis- not mystical, but again tech. So not even of, modernized, like futurized. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. And he does go off on the in the end, and so to seem like more adventures. So this very well could follow um, the main antagonist. But again, he gets framed. He goes to the jail, you know, meets a person in there, and they die. And doesn't quite sneak out the way that has happened in in all other movies in the book, where he gets in the the dumb bag. He kind of. Does some other things. So Did it's you a, just say the word dung bag? Dummy bag. Dummy but, bag. But also, I... I thought you said dung bag, and I was like... Dummy bag isn't even the correct <laughs> word either. <laughs> it's like, ew, a dung bag. <laughs> what, what What do you call it? Like the the bags that they put pe- dead people in. Oh, body bags. Yeah, body bags. That's <laughs> Bodies, dummies. <laughs> They're the same. Yeah, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day. <laughs> so again, uh, like I said, 170 pages that I read this wow. past week. Good for you. Um, Tony's a reader, ladies. Just saying. Yeah, I'll be quiet Hit me in up my on corner. Instagram, I'll give you his home address. <laughs> so there's a couple other things that don't follow the main book that I don't want to give away, but of course he gets you know some treasure and goes from there and. You know, there's a, a robot, and just, it's hmm. really, really It's like nice they imagining. took something you really enjoy and added more elements of things that you really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, this is a very Tony book. And so, <laughs> the the pairing that I have with this is a Monte Cristo. What's that? Well, that is, well, so I had to look up how you would actually pronounce this liqueur. Okay. So, you take uh, some coffee... Mm-hmm. Some uh, Grand Marnier, Marnier. Okay, that's the stuff that tastes like 
Is it almonds? It's uh, oranges, kind orange, of, of Orange, 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 yes, 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 yes. And then yes, some yes. Kahlua, and then put that all in and add some whipped cream at the top, and hmm. you got, like, I don't know how, obviously I know Kahlua and coffee, I don't know how the, the liqueur will mix well, but obviously there's oh plenty of, of recipes for this, which I'll pretty much say for the same ingredients. One that I loved is just pour coffee in large mug, add alcohol, stir, top with whipped cream. I mean, that's just an Irish coffee. But, (laughs) (laughs) but I wanted to pronounce this correctly because, again, how I would pronounce Grand Marnier is Grand Marner, Marnier. It's funny that you didn't know that it was pronounced Grand Marnier. I feel like I don't drink it just like I don't drink Blue Caraco. (laughs) Curacao. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't drink Grand Marnier either, but I still, like, somehow I knew how that was pronounced. But I also, it's French, I believe, so maybe that's what it is, is I, I can pronounce French stuff pretty easily. Maybe that's what, which makes sense if it's French, right? Isn't this Frenchy? Yeah, so that's even more of a pairing, yeah, yeah, so. Frenchy, French, French, French. (laughs) (laughs) To make a Monte Cristo sandwich, isn't it French toast with meat inside and then you... It Isn't that what typically, a Monte Cristo is? Uh, well, that's what some people... I think the best of always is what they did at Bennigan's. If you have a Bennigan's near your house, go get a Monte Cristo. I don't think Bennigan's is a thing anymore. There's buddy. still a couple. Are there? The few... The National Corporation went away, but if you had a franchise, um, franchise like you could continue it. Yeah. And there's <laughs> still two to this day that I know, at least in Michigan, and there's huh. a handful around the U.S., but... They had the best, which is pretty much ham and turkey with cheese deep fried in like dough, like elf and ear dough type. Um, so, and then sprinkled okay. with some like powdered uh, sugar. Powdered sugar, and then yeah. with some sort of jam. So, a lot of people don't do the deep frying because that's just a little too much and they make it with French toast, which so that's even good too. But yeah. me and my brother just always called them a meat donut because that's pretty much what they were. <laughs> That's true. That's funny. So, yeah. So, that's uh, that's all we have for you this week. It is. It's all we have. We gave it our all. We have nothing left. It's gone. It's all gone. Forever. Forever. Until next week. (laughs) So, stay thirsty for whatever we can muster next week. Which, you know us, isn't much. (laughs) But it's enough. (laughs) You love us anyway, and we appreciate that. (laughs) Ha, <laughs>